Hi again, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran here, licensed practice law in California and Arizona. We take federal intellectual property cases, copyrighted trademark nationwide. Okay, so we are talking in this podcast about these software audits again. These business software alliance audits that are usually triggered by an informant, not always, but many times is triggered by an informant. And we are talking in this episode about the settlement agreement. What is the settlement agreement? What are some terms you can usually find in there? How do you handle these? Can you do it yourself? All these great questions everybody wants to know, okay? So Attorney Steve here, um, we are talking about the top nine terms. I'm going to give you the top nine terms, things to consider when you're negotiating and trying to settle your software audits, these copyright infringement claims being wiggled right in front of your nose, and how do you try to get these settled? I'm not going to go into how you get these settled. It's a whole other story. But the agreements, okay, here's my top points. One, who is the agreement with? You always want to make sure that the settlement agreement is covering the entity that's been accused of infringing. Um, You know, sometimes it's a DBA. Sometimes it's a sole proprietor. Sometimes it's a corporation. Um, The officers and directors normally want to try to get a release as well. And that's because officers and directors could potentially be held liable for willful copyright infringement. So you want to make sure everybody's getting that release. You want to make sure who's getting that release. Okay, it's always very important. Okay, number two, what's the settlement amount? You want to make sure you have the numbers correct. You want to make sure you know when you're sending the money in, um, where, how much. Are you going to wire funds? Are you making payments? So you want to make sure the settlement amounts are correct and the payment information is correct, okay? Three, warranties and representations. Bear in mind when you're settling these cases, there are certain warranties and representations as a business owner that you're going to be making when you settle these cases. So a lot of people don't understand that the way these cases are pushed and pursued by the Business Software Alliance and their attorneys, their intellectual property lawyers is to audit, you get a release for what you audit for. So in other words, if you have provided audit results for Microsoft, let's say Office products and Windows and servers, you will get a release for the things that you were short and the things that you essentially you know, true up for. Let's just call it true up. Um, you will not get a release, however, for other products that were not audited, such as Autodesk, AutoCAD, Revit, Um, Adobe products. So those kinds of things, you're not going to get a release for things that you didn't um, audit for. So it's important to know that the settlement agreement itself is normally predicated upon the concept that your warranties and your audit was truthful and honest, that you were being accurate about how many installs, uh, installations of software that you had on various computers, laptops, and servers. Okay, so there is a warranties and representations component to these agreements, okay? Future audits clause number four on my list, Attorney Steve's top nine common clauses in a BSA audit settlement agreement is your future audits clause. Now, this is important because in a lot of cases, especially where you have widespread um, shortages of software, what some would consider to be software piracy, where you don't have receipts for a lot of different software or you never bought them, this so forth and so on, then there may be a push to have future audits. And I've seen them go as long as three years, two times per year to come onto your office site 
or your office location and audit your computers. Now that's a total of six. I mean, that's a lot of audits to be having the software alliance over your head all the time. So you may want to try to negotiate it. Um, a lot of these, um, so I'm going to say some of these clauses are negotiable. Um, it really depends on the case and the facts, and that's really where an experienced and skilled software lawyer can come in and help you. So future audits clause, something to be aware of in your settlement agreements. Um, number five on my list, a certificate of compliance, the officer's certificate. Now what this is, is basically they want your officers to certify basically year after year after year. Depends how many, you know, how willful the infringement is. Um, how much, how hard they're going to push for this clause? Okay, so the worse the infringement, they're more. They may ask you for the for the next three years. We want your officer to to review the internal systems, make sure there's policies and procedures. Sometimes we call those SAM practices, software asset management, and that there's something in place that you're conscious about the software that you're in compliance with the terms of the licenses, so forth and so on. So. Keep in mind, there is usually an officer's certificate of compliance issue that pops up. Um, there will also usually be number six on my list, a what we sometimes refer to as schedules, where they will want a list of all the software you have deleted, and they will want a list of all the software you have purchased. Okay, so that's another, can, can sometimes be a tricky situation. And again, this is why a lot of firms will just contact us because we offer low flat rate fees, predictable legal fees. Isn't that nice and refreshing? We offer some predictable fees to try to make this a no-brainer so we can get this problem resolved for you. But that's another little issue that pops up, can get a little tricky. Um, number, where are we at? I guess we're number, um, well, we sort of encompass six and seven there. Um, and those can be sort of intertwined. So that's six and seven. Number eight, this is a big one, the software code of ethics. This is, a, this is that usually pops up when you have a company that's, you know, again, um, it looks really willful. It looks like there's, you know, illegal downloads. There's use of key generators or crack codes. They may say, look, this is out of hand. You need to explain to your employees. Sometimes it's... Uh, you know, um, machine shops that are installing, you know, um, just various CAD software and they're just using crack codes, downloading it, just, you know, it's just a real chop shop, so to speak. So the code of ethics may be a requirement that's imposed on your company, asking you to give this code of ethics to all new employees, so forth and so on. There's other little pieces to it, but, you know, it's something to bear in mind and sometimes that's negotiable as well, okay? Um, finally, let's just go number nine on our common BSA settlement terms. That would be the all-important confidentiality clause. Yes, you're going to want to try to get a confidentiality clause in your settlement agreement in most cases. I have had clients that said, look, I could care two hoots if they post a press release um, and tell the world about how great of a settlement they did. I could care less. Um, however, most clients do prefer to have a nice confidential settlement agreement. And sometimes you have to bargain for these. Sometimes this is included in the negotiation process. So again, these are some of the common um, clauses that will deal with, in, you will see in your settlement contracts. This is not an exclusive list. Things can vary. Um, but, you know, this is important because we do have clients that say, I think I can do it by myself or I think I can have my corporate counsel do it. And I say, look, if you haven't had a law firm that's gone through the ringer many times with many of the regional firms 
that the Business Software Alliance will employ to recover on behalf of their on their behalf for unlicensed software, then you know you you know you're just you could be doing yourself a disjustice. So I say injustice, I should say. But um, anyway, so if you need some help with a software audit, you received an audit letter from the BSA, SIIA, Microsoft, Adobe, Autodesk, Siemens, CNC, and so forth, and Faro and many others out there, give us a call. We can help. We can set a predictable flat rate fee, something you can afford and you can have experience software legal counsel on your team. Okay. Attorney Steve Vonderen, thanks again. If you need some help, you can find out more information at our tremendous resource center at softwareaudits.net. That's softwareaudits.net. We look forward to working with you. Have a great day and we'll talk again. Attorney Steve out.